What happens when conflicts between preachers and worship musicians goes public? Well, it's not the first time that this has happened, but it's happened recently. We're going to talk about it today on the God and Geeks show. My name is Alan C. Paul. I'm the host of this show, and I want to help creators to build a better life from the inside out. But this episode is really pointed at those of us who work inside a church, inside a ministry, and I hope you'll check out to hear what I have to share about this situation. Artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds. Looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life? Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession? Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Cue the headlines. Musicians embarrassed by pastor. Pastor calls out musicians, calls them lazy, calls them unspiritual. Musicians are embarrassed. Musicians are up in, a, in an uproar. Just whatever headline you want to put on it, that's what has been happening for the past week or so. I'm referring to a viral video which has shown up all over mostly gospel church blogs and Facebook groups and people talking about this particular video inside the African-American music community as far as churches. And I just want to bring it up to you because I think it points out something that we can all learn from and something we all have to definitely make a priority in our own lives. So if you don't know what video I'm talking about, basically, if you just look anywhere for Paul S. Morton, Bishop Paul S. Morton, musicians and rebuke or embarrassed, you'll find the video. And I don't want to give it a whole bunch of uh, publicity, except for the fact that if you haven't watched it, you'll need to watch it, at least have some context of what I'm talking about. But this video essentially has Bishop Paul S. Morton, an extremely well-respected, well-known preacher and musical artist, by the way telling his musicians who have walked in on video while he was trying to finish his sermon and didn't necessarily have the musical support he wanted, telling them that they shouldn't have left and asking them where they were going and saying that he didn't like it when these musicians leave, that they need the word as well. Well, first of all, if I had a dime for every time I've been called out from the pulpit, I would be a millionaire. Because over and over again in my younger career, my younger days, I simply was not in place at the right time, or I was in the right place, but I just didn't feel the right way to back up a preacher. So if you're not a church person, you don't know this moment. This is, every church musician knows this, that when a preacher is finishing, we play some type of atmosphere, talk music, they call it, or shout music sometimes if a man or a preacher or a woman is about to hoop or about to do a shout chorus or different kinds of ways to closing out their sermon. We've all got these different techniques to do this, and we've all been trained and told from the time we started playing behind people in a church, this is your role. So I want to first jump onto that fact that this is our role, musicians, whether or not we like being called out, this is our role. This is why we're here. We are one of the few people inside a church that can change atmospheres and change things and do things like that at a moment's notice. Videos don't get fired just haphazardly, and people don't create programs and things like that and then change it all of a sudden. Well, maybe in your church they do, but most likely there's a lot of structure that goes along with the ministry. But the one place where things can change in an instant is the music. And what I've seen is a lot of people commenting on this video saying, well, the 
musicians got to go to the restroom every once in a while. Like they can't have a break. They can't step out and step back in. Well, that's up to every house and every ministry and every music ministry's decisions in terms of how they handle those types of things. But here's the key. We only have our one job, which is when there needs to be music, we need to be there to play it. This goes along with my three P's of professionalism. And one of them is punctuality, which basically means you have to be on time. Being on time doesn't just necessarily mean showing up to the church on time. It means being on time within the service, knowing when to play, when not to play. Being on your post is just part of that. So I know I've addressed something that has already been addressed by a lot of people saying that Bishop Paul S. Morton was not wrong for telling his musicians they needed to be on their post because they're employees. And even if they're not, they're still being asked to fulfill a role. But I want to get to something deeper, though, beyond just the whole concept of who was right, who was wrong, who should have been rebuked, who shouldn't have been, and whether or not it was right or wrong for Bishop Morton to use those phrases. I want to get to the heart of the matter of the relationship between these people. I don't know the relationship between Paul S. Morton and his musicians. I do know that most of the time, musicians complain of not being heard or seen in ministry lights and only being cared about for their gifts, which is why they get so mad and get so frustrated when they are called to the carpet on their particular role. However, I want to point the finger, not point the finger, I just want to point a finger at the situation, not at a person. How many of us as musicians and pastors are reaching out to each other to make sure we create relationships where there's mutual respect and mutual understanding that we play different roles. I want to point you guys, if you haven't listened yet, to godandgigs.com slash 117. Episode 117 of the God and Gigs show is my interview with Greg Johnson. And as I'm recording this, we just two or three weeks ago talked about how closely Greg Johnson works with his pastor, Dr. Hart Ramsey. And that, that relationship is not built on music. It was built on mutual understanding, a desire to learn more of the word, a desire to really become better people. And that Greg found a father, a spiritual father in Dr. Hart Ramsey. Now, I know not everybody finds that when they go to their ministry and you might not be being playing in your ministry where you are a member, but that bond, that understanding, that intentional relationship building is really the key to being able to handle correction and to be able to give it without this schism happening. Because what I believe is all of this talk about who was right, who was wrong, shows there's the deeper divide in the church than we want to admit. There's a deeper divide between musicians and their staffs than we want to admit. There's a deeper misunderstanding between these parties that we have not dug into. And it starts with the fact that there wasn't a relationship really between these parties to begin with, which is why when it starts to fracture, we see the cracks. I believe that there's so many musicians who want discipleship and want training, but they simply haven't stepped out and asked their pastor for it. There's a lot of pastors who probably want to disciple and talk to and be more relational with their musicians, but they just felt like they didn't want to be, they wouldn't be bothered with me. So I didn't try. I'm hoping people will see the situation as a chance to reach out and be more intentional about the relationship between pastor and minister of music. And that's exactly what we talked about in episode 117 of the God and Gig Show. So please go listen to that. You'll understand everything that's gone wrong in this situation are things that Greg and his pastor, Dr. Ramsey, Pastor Ramsey, were able to work out because they were intentional about forming a relationship that was not built on music, but was built on trust built on the desire to help each other, and built on faith. Yeah, those are the key elements of a relationship with your pastor, with your minister of music, with your director, wherever you are, even if you're not in a church. 
that does not depend on everything going rosy all the time. It is about character and wanting to be changed and corrected when it helps the team. And when I can swallow my ego and do that, everybody benefits, including our um, our ministers, including our congregations. So those of you who even don't work in a church, this applies to your director, applies to anyone. Be the first to communicate. Be the first to reach out. And then when correction does come, which it should, any of us should not be big enough to correct it, okay? There's a, there's a little saying that says, if you're too big to follow, you're too small to lead, okay? So we have to get better at our leadership. Those of you who are pastors and preachers and teachers, I hope you understand I'm not giving any kind of rebuke, but I am saying that there are musicians that want to hear from you, but they're scared to reach out. Maybe you need to be the first one to reach out and build that relationship so that correction never comes without that caring already being established in that relationship. And even for those of you who don't work at a church that you go to, same thing applies. Can you build a relationship and be intentional about it before things happen that create division in your ministry or in your church? I believe if you do that, if you intentionally seek out each other, then we'll see these big brouhaha's as a thing in the past in the church body and leadership. My friend, I hope you've heard my heart on this issue. I don't want to continue to highlight division in the church. I only want to help to bring reconciliation between these two super important parts of every worship ministry and music ministry. So if that helped you, please go ahead. Like I said, check out GodandGigs.com slash 117, a few episodes back from this one, and find out what Greg Johnson had to say about this. And also always reach out to us at GodandGigs.com or my email, Alan at GodandGigs.com so we can talk about it and help support you as you try to grow as a musician, creative, and maybe even as a leader of one of those ministries. We'd always want to help out any way we can. That's our show for today. So please make sure you review and subscribe and follow the show on whatever app you're using. And please make sure to continue to become the creative that you were created to be, no matter where you work or where you minister, because it's so important to all of us that you continue to grow and it's going to make all of us better. So until next time, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.